the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. That's hope. That's great hope. That's great joy. That's something to be enthusiastic and excited about. Because some of you might have been stressed out about the fact that they, you know, somebody in the family decided to cremate. They cremated mama. They cremated my brother. They cremated. Don't worry about cremation. That body was going back to the ashes anyhow. That body was going back to the ground from whence it came anyhow. That body was not the body God intended. God died on that cross that our body might be glorified even as he is glorified. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 lets us know exactly how it's going to happen. He says this mortal is going to put on immortality. So in other words, this body that we have, this mortal flesh that we have, this, this isn't the body that God has for us. He's got an eternal glorified body for us. He says this temporal is going to put on permanent. I mean, this was a temporary body. We need a permanent body. He's got the whole thing laid out for us. God has a plan for how he planned all this to work out. And we get caught up in all this, well, I'm going to be, I'm, what, what happened to this? What happened to the body? Don't worry about that. He says, behold, 1 Corinthians 15, 51, behold, I tell you a mystery. We should not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. All of us are going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised. How are they going to be raised? Incorruptible. The flesh that went in the ground, that was a corruptible flesh. How do you know, Pastor? Because it was decaying every day. What are you talking about? It was decaying every day. Just like for you and me, our flesh is decaying every day. It's dying every day. You don't believe me? Look at, look at the ring around the tub that when you got out of this morning. That's just proof that you were dying every day. Look at how much hair you used to have and how much you have now. That's proof you're dying every day. Look at the fact that you used to be able to see everything and now you need glasses like I do to be able to see. That's proof you're dying every day. Look at the fact that you used to have all your teeth that was yours that came through your gums, and now you got those that were planted in. That's proof you're dying every day. But at that trumpet sound, the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. My God. God has a plan for us. I'm trying to help us here. There's hope in this time of mourning, there's hope on this Memorial Day. There's hope for you in the midst of pandemic. There's hope for your loved ones, even though they've gone on. Watch this. First of all, they are with the Lord. And second of all, they will be raised first to the Lord. Now, here's, a, here's, here's, here's some good news as well as we pick up in verse number 17. Verse number 17 says, Then 
we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Wow. Here's the third bit of good news, and I'm trying to work towards closing this thing out. The good news, the final good news to us here in the hope that we have is that we also will be raised up to the Lord. So it's not just that our loved ones have gone on and our loved ones are with the Lord and our loved ones will be resurrected to the Lord and with changed bodies, but we also who remain will be caught up together with him in the air. Lord, have mercy. In other words, it sounds like a family reunion is going to take place at the rapture. Lord, have mercy. Because it says they've already been caught up. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So there's an in the air, a family reunion in the air with the Lord, with glorified bodies. We're all caught up together with the Lord. And at this memorial service, we too, I want to encourage you to know that your loved one is not lost, they're with the Lord. Your loved one is going to be resurrected, glorified to the Lord, and then you're not going to be left behind. If you know the Lord, you too will be resurrected and watch this, and changed and glorified and caught up in the clouds with the Lord and your loved ones who've gone on before you. They may have beat you there, but you're going to be there too. This is the best news. We're all going to be with the Lord. And then Paul says, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with this knowledge. Encourage each other. Deposit hope in each other with these words. So, on this morning, I want to say to all of you who are listening and all of you whose loved ones who've gone on and all of you who've lost family members from the COVID virus and during the COVID virus whose memorial services have been impacted, this is your memorial service of hope. I want to remind you that your loved one fought a good fight, that they have finished their race. Their race is done. Their course is over. They've, they fought a good fight. They did the best they could. And now they are with the Lord. And they will be caught up with a glorified body, to be reunited, glorified body, soul, and spirit with the Lord in the air at the rapture, at the point of the rapture. Watch this. And then we who are alive, who still remain at the rapture, the point when God comes back for his church, we're going to be caught up together to meet them too. But I want to encourage you. I want to to encourage you to know that their labor was not in vain in the Lord. And so today, I pause to honor those, to remember, to memorialize these soldiers of coronavirus, these soldiers of the cross, these soldiers of our country. I pause today to honor, to remember, to memorialize Doristeen. 
Shaw, Edna, Adams, who was 105 years old, Thomas Edward Brown, Jr., Frida Okren, who was a nurse who gave her service to serving others, Esther Evans, Gangadai Ragabir, gone home to be with God, Philip Kahn, a hundred years old, who helped to build the World Trade Building, the entire D.C. family of Nikki Leak, John Leak Jr., Leslie Leak, all who succumbed to the virus within days of one another. Lafayette Johnson Jr., Paul Carey, a firefighter and paramedic, Jonathan Egdebe, preacher and teacher, Adelaide Davis, Wojean DeBell, who never saw her fourth child she gave birth to because she herself was fighting COVID and succumbed to the virus before seeing her child she gave birth to. Myron Hill, Carlos DeLeon, Landon Spradlin, a preacher and musician. We honor these today. I celebrate these today. I memorialize Keontae, Jackie Harpool, Steve Dalkowski, Robert King, Reverend Eddie Scott, preacher and evangelist, Lois Virginia Womack Hardridge, who is 93 years old, Gail, or rather Gil Bailey. And we haven't forgotten your mom, Deborah Day, Eileen Davis, Joyce Miller, Bertha Reed, nor your father, Pastor Victor Kirk, your sister, uh, Lena Davis, Regina Small, Carol Carrington, Deacon Richard Nash, uh, Lisa Gant and Avis Ali, we remember your sisters who've gone on uh, to be with the Lord. We honor them on this day, your, uh, for others, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your children, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors. I pause this morning. I think it's significant. I think it's necessary to honor these who've fallen in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the warfare, in the midst of serving in the armed forces of the Lord, Richard Fino, Jr., uh, congressional scholar, Theodore Gaffey, who was 92 years old, who was a freedom rights photographer, Sean Boynes, Tommy, and Dora Brown, married for 62 years, together succumbed to the virus. Zoa Makumbi. Nathal Bertley, April Dunn, Detective Mary Lou Armour, Bob Barnum, Jerry Gibbons, Bishop James Flowers, a pastor right here in Maryland, Margit Buchhalter Feldman, Holocaust survivor, but not a COVID survivor. Brian Miller, Wallace Rooney, mentor to Miles Davis, and all the other families 
and all the other caskets and all the other people who lost their lives to the virus and the families of others whose families could not celebrate an appropriate memorial service. I offer you the hope that comes not through an empty source, but through the word of God. As Paul said in verse 15 of this text, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, not through our own words, but God himself has said, your loved one is with me. And I'm going to bring them with me when I come. And I'll resurrect for them glorified body to be reunited with the soul and spirit of them that's already with me. And when I come at that point of the rapture, I'm coming to get you too who have given your life to me and who are alive in me. I'm coming for my church. He's coming. The only thing left for us to make sure this story ends well is to make sure that we are ready when he comes. Your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, they made peace with God at their own time. Perhaps it's your turn to make peace with God because this pandemic is not over and there's nothing that says that your life won't be next. There's nothing that says that God's eternal roster in heaven doesn't have your name somewhere down the list in the next few days. Because the interesting thing about God, he, he doesn't care whether you've done what you wanted to do, whether you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. God has the sovereign authority. Come and get you whenever he gets ready. Life that we know it's appointed by God and it's taken by God. And if I can paint the picture this way, God is in heaven just calling his saints home, calling names off a roster. And in that roster, it doesn't say only those 60 and above, only those who've finished and retired, only those who've seen their children graduate, only those who've gotten married and because they wanted to. No, there's no order to the roster of God that we can comprehend. He's just calling names, some 100, some 60, some 40, some 30, some 20, some 15, some 10, some 3, some just months old. But what we need to do is to make sure we're ready to meet the Lord. Listen, the scripture tells us that the wages of sin is death. In other words, the payment, the penalty for all of our sin is death. We're going to die this death. And that death is not just physical death. It's eternal separation from God. Death. As God said to Adam in the garden, the day that you take of the fruit that's in the midst of the garden, you're going to surely die. You can be surely disconnected from me. I'm the life. And when you get disconnected from me, you're going to die. And so when they took of the fruit, they died. And every child that was born of Adam was born into death, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So it's in our veins, it's in our blood. And so we're sinners by nature, 
because we were born that way. But we also choose to sin. So we're na- by nature and by choice, we're sinners. And a result of our sin, the judgment, the penalty for that is eternal separation from God. That's God's judgment on everyone. But listen, what God did because he knew there was nothing we could do to save ourselves. He knew that we couldn't be good enough. We couldn't be smart enough. We couldn't be connected enough. But we needed help to get reconnected to him. And the only one that could help us was him. So he came himself through 42 generations. He didn't send Michael. He didn't send Gabriel. He didn't send anybody else to do this work. He came and did it himself. He was born of a virgin, came through 42 generations, lived, fulfilled all the law, all that God had laid out in Exodus chapter 20. He was tried and tempted at every place and every destination. Even after his baptism, the scripture says, he was led out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. But he never succumbed to the temptations of sin. Knowing that, Friday as they had whipped him and beat him, nailed him to a cross, stretched him wide and hung him high. He hung up there in place of you and me that he would die in our place to take on that death that we deserve he says i'll die for them took all of our sin on him and died and they buried him in a tomb and he and he went to hell and because hell only keeps those who have sin hell couldn't hold him so on the third day he got up with all power in his hand all authority was given unto him in heaven and on earth. He is the rightful king. He is the Lord of all. And he says now, if any man wants to be in my kingdom, the only way you can get there, you got to come through me. That's why he said in John chapter 14, I am the way. When Thomas asked, how can we get to where you're going? How do we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Nobody can get to the Father except they come through me. You can't get to God no other way. you got to come through him. Pastor, how do I come through him? All he asks you to do is, is come acknowledging the truths about himself. Lord, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died just for me, for my sins. I believe that on the third day, according to the scripture, you got up with all power in your hand. Lord, I believe that. And God, I no longer have a desire to live a life that displeases you. I want to repent of my sin. Repent means to actually turn away from sin. Turn your heart over to God. God, I I, I turn away from sin. I, I turn my heart to you. I want to live for you, God. He's asking you, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to give your life to him? Are you willing to surrender your heart and your life to him? Turn away from sin, repent of sin, and then ask him, God, come into my heart. Save me. Seal me. He, he'll do it. And he's not waiting for you to get yourself together because he knows you can't get yourself together. So he's going to come just as you invite him in. He'll come in. He'll save you. He'll seal you with his Holy Spirit. And he'll redeem you on that day of redemption. 
even as we've read in the text today, if you're still alive, when he comes, he'll come and capture you up and you'll get caught up, changed instantly in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and you'll be together with the Lord. If you happen to, to pass before the rapture, you happen to go to sleep before the rapture, you happen to die from this earth before the rapture, guess what? Your soul and your spirit will immediately go and be with him. You'll be at rest. You'll be at peace with the Lord. I don't know where you are this morning, but the best hope we can have is in Jesus. The greatest hope you ever have is in him. Everything that we typically would have put our hope in in this world is fading away and falling apart. But this Jesus... He's not going anywhere. And everything else has passed away. He'll still be here. Pastor, how do you know that? Because he's Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. When there was nothing, he was already here. When everything's gone, he'll still be here. But he loves you so much that in spite of your sin, in spite of your trouble you've been in, in spite of all the things you've done, he's still willing to love you enough to say, come unto me. I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. You want to see your loved ones that, that knew me again? You want, to, you want to be reunited? You want to be part of the family reunion? You got to come and be a part of the family. You got you to gotta have, you got to live in me. Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, First John says, in him, that is in the Son, there's life. And life is in his Son. And those who have the Son have life. Those who don't have the Son don't have life. And so in order to have life, you've got to have the Son. So I'm just inviting you to accept the Son into your heart today. Give him your heart. Invite him into your heart. Give him your life today. It doesn't take a whole lot of hoopla. Just pray a prayer of faith. Lord, I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. I no longer have a desire to live this life that displeases you. I repent of my sin. Place my faith in you. Come into my heart. Save me, Lord. Seal me. Feel me, and he'll do it. He'll do it right there where you are, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your car. He'll do it right there. And then the hope of memorial grows exponentially Father in heaven thank you for the word of God today thank you for this memorial service today I'm praying God right now in the name of Jesus that you would wrap your arms around these families that are grieving that are mourning that are crying Lord love on them hug on them hold them close to yourself Father, wipe tears from their eyes. Be with them in the days that are ahead as they grieve the loss of loved one. As they hurt, as they feel the void, God, you be there to comfort them. You be there to wipe the tears from their eyes. Father, even as we may have opportunity to comfort others, Lord, let us be reminded that we can comfort one another with these words that we found in your word today. 
So, Spirit of the Lord, let Memorial Hope go out to all who hear this message that that hope that they need is in you. Father, we thank you. We praise you for all these things. In Jesus' name I pray, and I thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.